hundreds of physicians at Alina Health vote to unionize. California raises the minimum wage for healthcare workers, and Walgreens moves to close 60 VillageMD locations in an effort to cut costs. It's Wednesday, October 18th. I'm Jay Carlisle Larson, and this is Just Healthcare Daily, where you get the headlines in health business and policy news in 10 minutes or less. Hundreds of physicians and other care providers employed by Alina Health System have voted to unionize, potentially creating the nation's largest private sector union of physicians. Among the 589 eligible voters, which mainly included physicians, as well as around 150 nurse practitioners and physician assistants across 50 Alina clinics, 325 votes were counted for the labor union and 200 against, according to the National Labor Relations Board. More than 20 ballots were also challenged during the process. The group will now be represented by Doctors' Council SCIU Local 10MD, an affiliate of the Service Employees International Union. The election must now be certified by the NLRB. Once certified, contract negotiations can begin. Some of the main drivers behind the unionization efforts include addressing pay issues and staffing shortages, according to Minnesota Public Radio News. Alina is a 12-hospital system based in Minneapolis with a footprint in Minnesota and Wisconsin. It said in a statement released Friday, quote, While we are disappointed in the decision by some of our providers to be represented by a union, we remain committed to our ongoing work to create a culture where all employees feel supported and valued. Our focus now is on moving forward to ensure the best interests of our employees, patients, and the communities we serve, end quote. This latest move to unionize follows on the heels of another vote in March to unionize more than 100 inpatient physicians at an Alina hospital. Alina has reportedly submitted an appeal for that vote to the NLRB. Nurses at Alina are already represented by the National Nurses United affiliate, Minnesota Nurses Association. California has a new law on the books that raises the minimum wage for healthcare workers in the state to $25 per hour. Senate Bill 525 was signed into law by Democratic Governor Gavin Newsom on Friday. This makes California the first state in the nation to guarantee a $25 per hour minimum wage for healthcare workers. The healthcare workers impacted by the law include certified nursing assistants, maintenance workers, and technicians. The law raises the state minimum wage for healthcare workers incrementally over the next few years. Large healthcare systems, including integrated healthcare delivery systems or a healthcare system with at least 10,000 full time equivalent employees, as well as dialysis clinics or a healthcare facility owned, operated, or affiliated with a county with a population of more than 5 million residents must pay a minimum wage of $23 per hour starting next June. In June 2025, that increases to $24 per hour, and in June 2026, it increases to $25 per hour. After 2026, the minimum wage for these organizations will be indexed to the lower of inflation, or 3.5 percent. 
Organizations that are either standalone hospitals, serve rural areas, or that have a higher mix of Medicare and Medi-Cal beneficiaries, the latter being the state's Medicaid program, will have an extended timeline to increase their minimum wage. These organizations must pay workers $18 per hour beginning next June, and that wage will increase by 3.5 percent until it reaches $25 per hour by June 2033. As part of the negotiations behind passing the law, the SEIU United Healthcare Workers West said in a separate memorandum of understanding that it would drop its effort to impose further regulations on dialysis clinics through legislation and at the ballot box. The law will ultimately raise wages for 455,000 healthcare employees in the state, according to a recent report from the University of California Berkeley Labor Center. And it's expected to greatly benefit marginalized workers, including people of color and women. Walgreens plans to close some Village MD clinic locations and exit some markets in an effort to cut around $1 billion in costs. The news comes as Walgreens released its latest fiscal year results, which included a net loss of more than $3 billion. That's compared with a net earnings of $4.3 billion for fiscal year 2022. Both fiscal years ended on August 31st. Walgreens reported fourth quarter sales were up more than 9% to more than $35 billion, but it reported a loss of $180 million during the quarter. The retail pharmacy chain said that its weaker-than-expected fourth quarter was due in part to falling demand for COVID tests and testing in the United States. In addition to cutting $1 billion in costs, Walgreens also plans to lower capital expenditures by about $600 million and anticipates seeing the savings impacts of these decisions in the second quarter of fiscal year 2024. In an earnings call with investors Thursday morning, Walgreens executives said that they plan on closing 60 Village MD locations and exiting five markets in fiscal year 2024, as it continues to evaluate Village's overall footprint. The executives did not specify which locations they plan to close or which markets they intend to exit. They also did not provide a specific timeline in the call. However, they said the closings will come in a variety of forms, including out right sales or hybrid equity arrangements. Village MD, of which Walgreens is a majority owner, is a primary care-led risk-bearing platform. In the call, Walgreens executives said that from fiscal year 2022 to 2023, Village MD grew full-risk member months by 40 percent across all markets and 24 percent in its most mature markets. Walgreens announced last week that former Cigna executive Tim Wentworth will take over as the pharmacy chain's chief executive officer at the end of the month, filling the role that has been filled in an interim capacity since former CEO Roz Brewer stepped down abruptly in early September. During her tenure, Walgreens began to more aggressively lean into healthcare services, including a $9 billion deal through Village MD to buy urgent care and primary care provider Summit Health last November.
This is Just Healthcare Daily. I'm Jay Carlisle Larson. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, please leave us a rating or a review. It helps other listeners find the program. You can check out more insights on healthcare business and policy news at justhealthcare.com. You can also get these insights emailed directly to your inbox when you subscribe to our newsletter, The Weekly Gist. The GIST Healthcare podcast is an independent production of GIST Healthcare, a Kaufman Hall company.